Here at Notes of Agoon, we want you to have amazing sex, which is why I want to tell you about a popular sex enhancer, the Promescent Delay Spray, that's been used by over a million men and is clinically proven to help you last longer in bed. It takes the edge off and sensitivity levels down, so you don't have to worry about finishing too soon. Don't want to worry about that. No prescriptions, no mess, no pesky subscriptions require just better sex, guaranteed with a 60-day money-back policy. I recently used it, and I'll tell you this, uh, uh, it's a better product than some of the other products on the market. They sell condoms that do a similar thing, and um, if you pull the condom off and then go in raw, which you're going to, uh, uh, it will transfer the, the numbness to your partner, whereas Promescent Delay Spray does not do that. Uh, so see what the buzz is about for yourself and grab a bottle along with all your sexual wellness products from specially formulated arousal gels to supplements and more in one trusted spot that ships fast and discreet. So go to promescent.com. They've got an assortment of products to enhance your sex life. And if you use promo code GOON, you're going to get 15% off your purchase and free shipping. One more time, that's promo code GOON for 15% off your purchase and free shipping. Just go over to P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T. Dot com And again, use that promo code GOON for 15% off your purchase and free shipping. All right, let's get this show started. What's up, Goon Squad? This is Notes of a Goon. I'm your host, Chris from Brooklyn, Chris Vega. I'm here doing the show, and I'm joined, as always, by my stalwart producer, Michael Harrington. How are you, Mike? Feeling stalwart as ever, Chris. Now, I have some uh, uh, angry things in the beginning of this show. Okay. A couple weeks ago, we started a bit in which I gave uh, our colleague, Francis, several samples of marijuana. Because he is the world's greatest marijuana connoisseur, and he was going to tell me exactly which ones were Indicas, because he knows instinctively now he no showed the show last week the week before it was completely his fault that i was on vacation and he wasn't here agreed now i'm furious that he's again not here despite being in the other room doing work he said he did not have time to smoke the weed i gave him which is insane to me i think he's just terrified that this will destroy his entire worldview who doesn't have time to smoke weed uh-huh. you smoke weed every day just like the song not not really so much anymore you're ripping dabs by yourself. No, I'm not. I've like cut it out a lot with the weed smoking and, and stuff. I, Why? Like, You're too busy? Yes. This is crazy talk. <laughs> I mean, it's not too busy. I'm just not that productive when I'm smoking weed like that. You're not. I, I mean, according to Frank, you wouldn't be smoking more sativas. Dog, I don't know what. You just give me a bag and say, it's weed. And then I'm like, all right, I'm going to smoke this. Dude, I gave, you a bag a of, I gave you a bag of Coke the other day and said, it's weed. And you smoked it. And now you're addicted to freebasing. Well, guess what? Oh, wow, this is some real rattling bones. Why do you go with rattling bones every time? (laughs) So you you apparently have a bone to pick with me. Uh Uh-huh. What's this about? Uh, Chris, I've told you time and time again, I cannot do cocaine. It fucks with my nostrils. My sinuses are a mess for days and weeks after. I literally said I was hanging out with our injured friend, uh, Justin. And, of course, he, because of his injury, he needed to numb the pain, and he bought some cocaine. But then he said, uh, I cannot keep this, so you have to take it. You son, you gave me Justin cocaine? Yeah. You, you monster. Jewish cocaine. Uh-uh. 
What's wrong with Jewish cocaine? Uh, look, the only reason... They got the noses for it. The only reason that I did it in the first it place... was kosher. ...is because I assumed it was Faga cocaine. Oh. Okay, which I know is the cleanest cocaine known to oh, man. It's not the, yeah, it's not my thing. It was just, yeah, it was just Justin cocaine. But I did some, too. I was fine. I went and commentated a wrestling show the next day. Well, yeah, you can do that. Me, a guy you know who's had a broken nose for over two years now... Well, fix your nose, Mike. That's not I my fault. I can't. I still have a fighting career. I can't be fixing my nose and then breaking it again. That's crazy. But fighting, Mike. Yes. Fighting career. Yes. Can we outline your fighting career? Uh-huh. You got beat up by our friend Lewis. Then you beat up an old man on a raft like some sort of weird uh, post-apocalyptic Huggleberry Finn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you beat up an intern half your age and half your weight. Half my age? Yeah, he's half your age. He's 25. You're like 53. <laughs> you fucking cunt. I'm not that old. Okay. Okay, I beat up fucking Dylan. Yes. Okay, great win for the Yo Creative how Championship. Did, how much did you make at that? Extra hey. on top of what they were already paying you to do tech at Skankfest. Lewis still owes me 500 bucks for that. So you are going to eventually make $500 <laughs> for that fight. That was a year ago. At some point. It was not a year ago. About yeah. a year ago. We're getting close to a year ago. It no. was the summer, wasn't it? Skankfest? No, it wasn't like the fall. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so, I mean, you don't have a fighting career. You said you were trying to fight. Two weeks career. ago, you said you were fighting, trying to fight Fat Lev Fur. Who, if you don't know who he is, he's a comedian. He's very fat. I saw him today. And uh, he said he wouldn't fight you. He's, he's terrified. Yes, he is. He's scared. He's quaking in his very fat boots. Mm. Fat boots. I mean, they, they must have a lot of arch support. <laughs> those fat boots. They're really buttressed. You know what I mean? Um. So, you you so you have no opponent for your next fight at Skankfest, which will be for I, I suppose five hundred dollars sometime in the next decade. Um. So, <laughs> what it's a very promising fighting career? Okay. Now, so. You're just now, so you, you're mad at me for literally going, hey, I forgot that there was Coke in my pocket. Do you want some? You didn't even say that. I asked you for some. Yeah. Okay. I, you didn't. You oh, want... yeah. I did say, I just said, I, I did just say, I forgot there was toots in my pocket if you want some. You didn't, it literally didn't even say that. You just said, oh, shit. I forgot I had Coke in my pocket. I yeah. was like, and I said, huh, I might do a little bump of that later. Yeah, do a little bump of Ruski. Maybe. And then you did a couple bumps. I literally did two. Uh-huh. Okay, it wasn't up all night blowing coke, and I literally no, we 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 literally played a very short dice game, uh, a few, a few of us, and then and then we left. We did a couple bumps, and I had I think I had one beer, mm-hmm. and then now you're you're picking bones with me. My fucking nose, dude! It hasn't stopped leaking since. Mike, you don't even drink. Yes, your impulse control is your own problems. <laughs> you just ate six slices of pizza. I would have eaten more yeah. if you and Paul didn't have one. I know. So, I mean, now, are you going to call me tomorrow and go, you know, dairy doesn't agree with me? No, 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 no. That's different. I made the choice to order. You were like, you can have anything you want. I ordered a pizza. Okay? There mm-hmm. wouldn't have been co. I wouldn't have known that there was going to be cocaine. There was not. You brought it into my vicinity, right? And the most because well, I reached into my pocket and was like, "Oh, there's cocaine in this pocket." Because I didn't wear, so I had thrown my jeans into my bag and I wore. Sh- I biked down to the comedy club in uh, shorts, looking ridiculous as always. Uh, yeah, absolutely. My dad would have called me gay. Uh-huh. We we know that, and he um, would have been right. You know, I'll tell you this: he does. He did respect bicycle riding more than you would think for a man that thought wearing shorts is gay. You know what I mean? 
he had a, he had a friend named Bobby who was a motorman on the A train. Okay. And he always respected the fact that Bobby, when he was not driving a train, rode a bicycle. No cars for Bobby. Rode a bicycle everywhere when he was not driving a train. That's an eco-friendly ass dude. Yeah, that motherfucker saved the Earth. He was Captain Planet, basically. He was just retired Captain Planet. I mean, realistically, him. when he passed, that's when we started to have all these the global warming. Problems. Yeah, that's true. Hurricanes weren't even an issue before when Bobby A Train was still on the planet. I still remember his phone number because it was a series of words that I'm not going to say because it's probably still somebody's phone number. Wait, what do you mean a series of words? Like, I remember his phone number as an emergency contact if like something happened to my dad. Because it was two words, like it was like spelled out on a keypad. Oh, so you can give the words. Those are so many numbers. No, if I say the words, you know the numbers. They link up to you. I'm oh, not... yeah, yeah. There's three letters per number. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll never tell you I have cocaine again because clearly you can't be It's trusted. not even about that. It's that if I say, hey, I would like to do a bump of cocaine, it's your responsibility as my friend to be like, you don't need to be doing that. Because of not... your nose? Yeah. It's be like, yo, I mean, you, nobody needs to be doing anything. Yeah, right? but I'm saying if you this were This is a nihilism podcast. I don't know if you know that. Okay. What I'm saying is if you were to be like, hey, man, I know you think... Would you... Straight up, you got to tell me if you have cocaine on you that you have not given an acetone wash to. Because that's mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. I assume that... I literally... I, I, I complained about this to Alex. And mm-hmm. she was like, oh, who do you get Coke from? I was like, it was Vega Coke. She's like, that's the cleanest Coke known to man. He All actually right. cares. You know, maybe not. Let's just not just... At least explain this for anybody listening to this that could be like, you know, an uncle of mine. Um, no, I mean, yeah, you get cocaine. I get cocaine for myself to use with my friends. An and I, I, I wash it out so that nobody dies of a fentanyl overdose. That is correct. But you also get some of that cutout that is now rattling around my fucking sinuses and making me sound like... Rah, 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 rah. You do, yeah, well, that's, uh, again, it's Jewish cocaine. That's what it does to you. You know what? Damn it. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. It, I it, do sound like Justin now. That was actually their plan. That's why Hitler weeded them out in the Holocaust, is because he found out that that's what they were doing, is turning people into them through cocaine. That's it, That's actually what a, a mikveh is. It's not actually a ceremonial bath. It's just doing cocaine with Jews in Hollywood, and it turns you into a Jewish person. I thought it was an Irish guy. Mm. Not bad. <laughs> Um, but so Frank is terrified to come in here and smoke pot or smoke pot and destroy his entire worldview. Frank's too busy, dude. I asked him, I was like, yo, do you want like a slice of this pizza? And he's like, I don't have time to eat. I'm like, okay. That's fair. I suppose that's fair. I'm just disappointed. You know, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed, you know? That's fair. You know? But I did, you know, as uh, you're becoming a syndicated columnist and uh, you wrote your columns, which we're going to submit. So is this just the housekeeping part of the show? Uh-huh. Yes, this is how the front the front end of the show is the housekeeping part of the show. I yes. like that. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah have just, you not noticed that? I mean, I'm getting there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what we do in the beginning of the show. We ease people into. I ease into my first beer, and we ease it. We we settle old business. It's be. This is reading the minutes of the last show. That's what we're doing. It's a union meeting at Notes of a Goon. This is local. Uh, local sixty nine. Nice. <laughs> nice. And we're reading the minutes. Okay, of the last meeting. Um. But yeah, so I wrote your bio that has to go, has to accompany your five columns, right? And so I wrote it, uh, and I'm going to read it to you. And I mean, obviously, you can veto it. You can rewrite your own bio, and I'll submit that. Uh, but what I've written, I think it's pretty funny. I think it's very uh, genuine, and it, it very much, it's a shorter, it's only 94 words. It encapsulates you as a person. Okay, you ready? Okay. Okay. Michael P. Harrington, the first, 
is a jack of all trades, running a comedy club, producing a chart-topping MMA podcast with top karate friend Michael B. Bisbing, <laughs> and running a weekly column to bring his unique take on life to the masses in the form of life advice. Mike's unique perspective comes from the years spent in multiple rehab facilities and vagabonding about New York City as a lovable homeless rogue. This man is Jack Kerouac and Charles Bukowski's love child if they were siblings and had a suspiciously strong, thick-browed love child. That's it. That's what I got for you, Mike. It's a pretty good bio. It's pretty spot on. I mean, I, I, I like the suspiciously strong part. Yes. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know why you made my middle initial P. It's is, not. Your middle name is Phineas, is not? Is it not? <laughs> Michael Phineas Harrington? You think it's Phineas with a P? Yeah, P-H-I-N-E-U-S. No, 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 that's an F. Mm. Phineas is an F. You're Michael F. Harrington? No, I'm not, I'm not. My middle name isn't Phineas. What? <laughs> you fucking idiot. What are you talking about? Uh, also, Michael Bisming's middle name is not start with a B. It, well, yes, it does. <laughs> no, it stands it's... for boxing gloves. <laughs> my karate friend? Yeah. His middle name well, he's is... All, he's a mixed martial artist, so it's karate and boxing together. It's like when uh, Antonio Inoki fought Muhammad Ali. Was Ali wearing boxing gloves? Yes, he was. That's insane. How are you going to wrestle a man while wearing boxing gloves? Doesn't even make a damn like a sense. Well, the whole thing didn't make a damn like a sense. You ever watch it? Didn't Anoki? Aoki? He just laid on his back. Yeah. And kicked him for 25 minutes, and they drew one of the biggest gates in the history of Japan. He was landing them leg shots, though. Yeah. But it was, it was declared a draw. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Everybody gets to save face. Yeah, I guess. They just basically hosed a bunch of people. I mean, look, they wanted to see Muhammad Ali in a wrestling ring. They got to see Muhammad Ali in a wrestling ring. Well, you know, the story behind that is that Muhammad Ali assumed it was a fake wrestling match that they were doing. And uh, Tony Inoki went, no, 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 it was a real thing. He's like, I thought this was an exhibition. that we were fucking around. Because they used to use the term exhibition for that sort of thing when these, like, international, when boxers would go and do these, like, international, like, wrestling fights, particularly in Japan. They would call things, like, an exhibition. And it was, like... It was understood that the boxer was kayfabe. This was a a show of the sport. You know, it's like um, like when they do a kung fu tutorial kind of deal at like a festival or something. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, so so it was really then he just... got there, and Antonio Noki was like, "No, no, no, we're doing a we're doing a, a shoot fight." And Muhammad Ali was like, "No, I'm not doing that." And uh, so they worked out this really nonsensical system of rules. So he was just like, well, I'm already here. Like, I, I'm going to... They were like, well, then we're not paying you. And I you think... got to get that check. Well, yeah, it was after he retired. So, he, yeah, he did a bunch of crazy shit after that. And so that's basically how that... Ha- I think, I, I, my understanding is that's how that went down. I thought this was in Ali's prime. Huh? I thought this was in no, Ali's prime. No, 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 no. It was later on. Okay. He was not good with his money. So what, what else are your... What other problem? You, you don't like this uh, bio. You're not going to use this bio? Well, I mean, it's, it's not my name. Your middle name is definitely Phineas. It's not. You look like a Michael Phineas Harrington. I don't care what I look like. Like if not... you you need like like if you were a cartoon character, you would wear a vest with no pants and a pocket watch going into your vest pocket. I mean, that's very It's pretty spot on. It's pretty sick, honestly. Yeah. And that character would be named Michael Phineas Harrington. And Bisbing's middle name definitely is B. It starts with a B. Michael B. Bisbing. He's in all those movies. I saw him in Chronicle. I think you're thinking of Michael B. Jordan. Nope, Michael B. Bisbing. You sure? I remember because of the alliteration. Okay, are you sure that, that, that you're thinking of the white British yeah. former... 
Michael B. Bisping. UFC. Yeah, he was in Creed. Remember when he played Apollo Creed's son, Michael B. Bisping? I don't think he could play Apollo Creed's son. What do you mean? Acting is when you personify as another motherfucker. Okay. Look, I mean, maybe. Maybe I'm just confusing. You're telling me he put on blackface and was Creed. Yeah, he, he did Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder. Michael B. Bisping. Great actor. Really versatile. Was it? Was he? He was great as Killmonger in uh, <laughs> Black Panther. Was he? It was same guy from Fruitvale Station. Yep, same guy. Hmm. Okay, Michael B. Bisping. So that's your friend. That's your karate friend. Um, <laughs> what? It's very disrespectful. Just saying. What? Calling him a karate friend or calling yes. him your friend? No, calling him a, my karate friend. Oh, but you guys are friends. I mean, yeah, you know. So Ali was still <laughs> <laughs> Ali was uh was just coming off the third Frazier fight when he took the Anoki fight. Oh, so he was still hot then. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well maybe I, I stand corrected then. But I I mean that's even more reason why you don't go over there and agree to an actual fight you might lose in some weird wonky MMA style rules. You know what I mean? For sure. Like, you agree to an exhibition that you're going to win with the idea that if this is a wink-wink, you're not really hurting Antonio Inoki. Like, why would you... You still got to draw money home. I mean, I guess back then, boxers were allowed to lose. Ali probably wasn't, but boxers were allowed to lose in general back then. And it wasn't this, like, horrible, devastating thing to their pay-per-view buys. I mean, Ali... There was no real pay-per-view buys. Well, like, they were That's just I mean. figuring out closed-circuit yeah, yeah, TV yeah. for Ali. Uh, but, I mean, dude, at the time of the Anoki fight, he was 53-2 and two in his professional career. I'm just saying, yeah, no, I get it. But I'm just saying it's like you don't go over there with the chance that you could lose when you're coming off the any fights. You know what I mean? It's fair. Like, when you're still on a winning, when you're on a winning run, you don't come off against, like, yeah, I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight a guy who can kick me. I don't want to fight a karate not friend. That's crazy. Okay, so at the time, uh, he was the champion. He had a bout schedule with Ken Norton at Yankee Stadium okay. in September of 76. The fight with Anoki was in June of 76. Mm. Ken Norton was great in the 25th hour. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I think Brian Cox was was really the only... I mean, honestly, might be Barry Pepper's best movie. Mm, true. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Fantastic movie. Fucking Patrice was in that shit. <laughs> he, was. he was. He was, he was the, the door, door guy. guy. Yeah. That movie kind of rules. Why are we doing this and not just watching 25th Hour? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why we ever do anything. <laughs> well, because the people listening are at work. Oh, right, 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 We're right. entertaining the people listening. Yeah, they can't, yeah. They they can't, can't watch 25th, 25th hour. hour. They have us. us in their earbuds, or they're driving to work, and it's in the car. All right, so let's just spend the next 90 minutes play-by-play play describing 25th hour as best we can remember. I like that part with the Italian guys, and they're all yelling through the gate. Remember that part? No. <laughs> I remember the part in Central Park where he gets the shit beaten out of him by Barry Pepper. Uh, I remember the part where... Uh, Wait a second. What movie am I thinking of? I'm not thinking of 25th Hour. I don't know. Oh. I thought we were talking about American History X for a minute. <laughs> I mean, Patrice was definitely not an American History X. No, he was Tuna from Blow. He was the fat guy who sings The White Man Watches On. 
He did the opposite <laughs> of Michael B. Bisping in the other movie. Like, Patrice O'Neill played. Ethan Soupli is just Patrice yeah. O'Neill in white. Well, was, yeah. But Ethan Soupli is still alive. Yes. And he's jacked. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a different guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this, he played Ethan Soupli in, in the movie? Yeah. He channeled him. Ethan he was busy. <laughs> So he was busy. He was still living off of his uh, uh, butterfly effect royalties. I thought it was Mallrats royalties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way. Uh, are, you, are you sure? He's also not? actually Jonathan Lipnicki from are Jerry you... Maguire, but he Benjamin Buttoned. <laughs> are you sure it's not Boy Meets Worldalties? Oh, yeah. He's, yeah, he's making some money off that, too. I'm just saying. He's, he's doing, the he, son he of Vader. He was doing just fine. Yeah, he was doing just fine. Wait. Vader was his dad, right? No. I'm pretty sure Vader was his dad. Big Van Vader? Big Van Vader. I'm pretty sure it was Ethan Big Soupley. V Vader? The Mastodon? I don't think so. Uh, Vader, Boy Meets World. I know for sure Vader, Vader was on an episode of Boy Meets World. Oh, I thought you meant in real life. No, no, no. Yeah. In, no, no. It was like a running gag that he was, uh, not like running gag, but he was like a, he was like a recurring character. Hmm. Uh, um, I'm glad you didn't suggest we watch a bunch of episodes of Boy Meets World because there's no way that holds up. He made three appearances. Mm-hmm. Vader, Vader did. Okay. Yeah, and he was he was Ethan Suplee's dad. I fucking nailed it. I thought you meant in real life. I mean, I mean he could be. <laughs> tell me he couldn't be. <laughs> Dude, Vader without the mask on. By the way, great. Good look. Because look, his hair is all fucked up in the shape of the mask. <laughs> yeah. Pretty great. <laughs> uh, R.I.P. Vader. R.I.P. All right. Well, so we, we did all of our... Are you going to use this bio or are you going to rewrite your bio for next week for yourself? You can make yourself... You can self-aggrandize it. If you want to rewrite this, we'll do it next week. And you can self-aggrandize yourself as much as you want. What are you doing for the picture? I was going to use the picture of the two of us together at Skankfest, but I'll crop myself out. We have a picture at Skankfest? Yeah, it was right after you got punched in the face a bunch. You probably don't remember it. Wait, which time? The second time. There's a picture from us of us at Skankfest in uh, Houston. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Do I have the belt on? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely use that picture then. That's the one we, yeah, that's the one nice. we need. I'm going to crop myself out of it. No, no, no. Keep also, that's like it. a really, that's a really Harrington move is to, for your byline photo, for your column in a newspaper. <laughs> Is to just crop somebody out of an existence instead of taking a new photo. No, no, no. I think it's even funnier to have you in there too. Okay. All right. Yeah. And I'll just be like, I'll be like, guess which one? Like, they, they'll they'll have to figure out which one you are. All right. Can you put champion boxer oh, in my yes. bio? Yep. If you can put that, then they'll know because I got the belt. Okay. On. Okay. He, okay. So I have here. It goes. Mike's unique perspective comes from years spent in multiple rehab facilities and vast vagabonding about New York City as a lovable homeless rogue. In between, in between, in betwixt, betwixt. That I like that. That's good stuff. It's fucking. That's some. In that's be, some writing they'll respect. In betwixt, uh, professional kratom fights. <laughs> I mean, I'm not fighting the kratom. Yeah, but they're kratom fueled fights. They are kratom fueled fights. I'll yeah. give you that. All right. So in between professional kratom, I'm gonna say boxing matches. No. No, just call me a boxing champion. Okay. In be- okay. In between becoming a Kratom boxing champion. In betwixt. <laughs> in betwixt becoming the Yo Kratom boxing champion 
of the world. And river raft combat sports champion. Boom. You're not wrong about any of these things. Yeah. This man is Jack Kerouac and Charles Bukowski's love child if they were siblings and had a suspiciously strong, thick-browed love child. Suspiciously strong, comma, thick-browed love child. I mean, I don't think my brow is that thick. Do you? No. Okay, so what are we doing here? I'm implying that because they were siblings, they had a retarded child. Oh, because he's thick-browed. I just thought you were saying I was very strong, Mm. which I like Suspiciously strong. I like that part. Suspiciously strong is what I said, if you noticed. Strong. But, I mean, it, you know, it gets all the things. It gets your middle name, Phineas, in here, and uh, that you're friends with Michael B. Bisbing. Look, what can I say? You nailed it. Yeah. Uh, if you want me to use this, I'll use this, or you can write your own. For no, no, no. We're using that. Okay. And you have all of the columns. I have all of the columns, and I'm going to send them this week. And uh, from what I understand is they only get 50 submissions a week. I'm surprised it's that many. No, not surprised. I mean, you you know how hard it is to write six columns. It's one guy. There's there's one guy writing three columns a day, and so there's like ten guys in the in the country that have submitted fifty times. Yo, you think? Yeah. So they're gonna be like, oh shit, it's a new guy. Yeah, it's a new. It's 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 literally just crazy people. Here's what I've learned <laughs> from like submitting to like comic book script contests is that the people who like or just do this sort of thing, are mostly crazy. Like, I've told you about the Top Cow thing, right? Have we talked about that on the show? Uh, so Top Cow has a talent competition where they ask for writers and artists, and literally the guy who runs the group for the, the Facebook group for the talent competition uh, just gradually is going insane because of people not doing what they're supposed to be doing. And he's like, all of the instructions are here. Please do not ask. I will just start blocking you from the group, and you won't be able to submit. To the, like, and it's just like gradually getting angrier and angrier and angrier. Just being like, well, in typical fashion, every time we do this competition, I have five hundred messages in my inbox of people asking me things that are clearly outlined <coughs> in the rules. And I've sent it to, uh, I've, I've sent a couple of things to my buddy Jack, who uh, who actually did the notes of a goon logo on iTunes. Oh, that's a uh, great logo. Yeah, my buddy Jack Jers did that, and uh, I said because he's been looking to like get some like comic book work, and I, I sent him a bunch of stuff, and he goes, he goes, all of these descriptions are written as if absolutely insane people regularly submit to these companies, and I go, yeah, you know why? Because that's what it is. When you have open submissions to literally anything, like think about it this way: you say you gave me a list of like hundreds of people that had submitted to something recently, right? When? Saturday. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, that thing. Okay, so you showed me a list of like, submissions to a thing, and it was just like... It's all people I was, like should know from New York. And I, like... It's just like people who just like... I guarantee you most of... Like, most of the submissions are bad, not completed. It's just like, I may as well just do this anyway. You know what I mean? That's uh-huh. just how submissions work. And then some of it is just straight up crazy people. Like, think about it this way, like, just doing comedy, right? The amount of people who just do bringer shows and never do an open mic and never do a real show, but will do five bringer shows a year with, like, 20 of their friends at it, that's psychotic behavior. Why? For anybody who doesn't know, a bringer show is just, like, you can get on stage at a comedy club if five of your friends pay to see other people who are not good at comedy full price, usually in a place where drinks are $14. 
Yeah, but you get to do comedy for a good audience. Yeah, but why would you want to do that? Because it's a fun thing to do. Uh, several to five times a year, it's a fun thing to do. That you make your friends come and spend that much money for no jokes that you have, dude. So I was in a I was in a fantasy football league where a guy lost, like came in last place, and the punishment was he had to go do an open mic in New York City. Yeah, that's a regular thing. That is a regular after football season. You when you if you're doing open mics, you will go and people will be like, "Why are there so many people here?" I was like, "I guarantee you, it's just a fantasy football thing." It's every year for like a week, and I'm just like. Just enjoy the fact that you have an audience here and do your better material and see if it works. You know what I mean? And some people will get mad and be like, I just want to like work on my new jokes. I'm like, your new jokes suck, dude. Just do any joke that will make those six people laugh and not leave. And then like they always get fucked because it'll be like an open mic with like 20 people at it. And people know, though, guys who run the open mic know what's happening. So they put the guy who's at the fantasy football thing Dead last. Obviously. Yeah, that's how you do that. And those people are usually there early and getting drunk. It's also not a good pun. It's a bad punishment. Yeah, it's, it's pretty fun. They should make them do the bringer show. Because the bringer show, if you eat shit, it's real bad. Because <clears throat> that's actual people, not just a bunch <clears throat> of fucking shitty comics. Yeah. Um, yeah, but then, then it's just more money spent by the group to make you do a bringer show. That's true. That is true. Yeah, an open mic, they can just, yeah... But what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, just the insane people that submit to things. Dude, you have to be legitimately – I think there's there's people who are, like, super talented. It's like, oh, I think some of them are just – have traumatic brain injuries or something. When I, like, look through some of these, like, posts in some of these groups, I'm just like, I can't even – I don't even want to do this now. And they're like, just hanging out fucking – Yeah, because I'll, like, try to bang out a script for, like, a writing competition just because it'll give me a deadline and I'll get it done. But, like – I wouldn't just if it was if they if I thought the script was terrible I wouldn't submit it. You know what I mean? I don't know why you would like why you would look at a finished product and be like oh this is terrible and not be like okay well like I can fix this 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 to make well it you not try terrible. but if you don't make the deadline with it, with any fixings yeah you just send it in who cares I guess yeah yeah you just you just ruining somebody else's day. It's not even that. It's like, all right, like if I'm still better than the other fucking 19 weirdos, like if if this idea that made sense in my head when I started writing it out, like as long as the bare bones of that are visible. Rattling bones. As long as the rattling bones are visible mm-hmm. um, and like they can parse out what you're trying to do, it could be better than every other person who submitted. I mean, yeah, I suppose. Hmm. I don't know. We're going to submit this. We'll see what happens. Moving on. And you know what? If I don't get it, mm-hmm. I'll just write another six columns and submit those. You should write six columns a day, every day, and submit them every day with the same bio. Dude, if I was just fucking, if I was just Kanye in it, right? You ever write six columns a day for four summers? Dude, for four straight summers, for six columns a day? That's a lot of columns, dude. Dog, then I'll just have a fucking backlog of columns to release. Dude, then you just have a book of musings. Look at that. Mike's Musings. Moving on. <laughs> Guys, we got to talk about a sponsor real quick, and that's the great people over at BreatheFume.com. What they do is they give you a wooden inhaler. Uh, it's a little uh, insert in there, and it, uh, they're infused with the world's super plants. 
Now, the Lemonberry Bliss makes Mike a better writer. That's why he's a syndicated columnist all around the world eventually. Him and his pal, Michael B. Bisbing, are out here using breathe, fume. They use the peppermint to open their lungs after their intense training sessions. Naked jujitsu. Um... You can bleep this out. It's fine. No, no, no. You got to keep going. No, do I? I think I genuinely do think. And, and listen, I think the fume guys are listening. Okay. So like, let's just see you dig your way out of this hole. Look, here's the thing. <laughs> no, no, no. It helps with my naked jujitsu with <laughs> no, 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 famous he... UFC fighter. No, 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 that's not true. That's not true. I just made that up. <laughs> he is your friend. He's your friend though, right? <laughs> he is a person that I work with. Just like you. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we're friends though. All right, sure. <laughs> One of, if only the world's super plants were friendship, <laughs> then breathe fume would be infused with them. But here's the thing. Fume will help you quit smoking uh, because it helps with that hand-to-mouth kind of deal. You know, when you just need something in your hand if you're a smoker. I, I have the same problem with beers. Uh, you put the, you put the insert in it. You get a nice little burst of flavor. They have actually black pepper is supposed to help with nicotine cravings. I've been enjoying a lot of the other ones. I like the candy cane flavor. I like the black pepper flavor because I like a little spice in my life, Mike. And also because it's a super plant. Super plants. So if you go to breathefume.com slash goon and use the promo code goon, you're going to get 10% off your order and free shipping. That's breathefume.com slash goon, promo code goon. You're going to get 10% off your order and free shipping. That's the world's super plants. Now, Mike uh, does naked jujitsu in the mirror by himself, with himself. It's like a mirror match from Street Fighter 2, and it helps him beat himself, beat his meat, rather. Right? I have. Did you ever I've, put your cock in an omoplata while you're using a fume? It's an omoplata, but yes. I say planta. You shouldn't. Well, I don't care. Knock that off. No. Nope. I'm pronouncing it like a Filipino drunk. <laughs> Moving on. Mike, you sent me a, a pretty great ad starring one Tiger B. Woods. Everybody's uh, used to B today. No, you're a P. <laughs> Fair, fair, fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, it, was a, it, it was a weird commercial. Now, was it a Nike commercial, correct? Uh, yes. Okay, so is it Tiger Woods' Nike com- golf commercial about how he broke down a lot of barriers? Now, he did bring golf. He did make golf, just by virtue of being a black guy and young, he made golf interesting to a younger generation of people. For sure. Like I don't I think there's a lot of blue collar guys I know that never would have tried playing golf if Tiger Woods didn't come along. That makes sense cuz it's like there it <clears throat> public it, courses became a regular thing. Sure, but also like the uh also the um like just just dealing with the ageism, right? So it's like you had like uh like Jack Nicholas still showing up, Arnold Palmer was still showing up, fucking you know Sam. But Snead. he was mostly just he was selling nutcrackers with half iced tea, half lemonade, and then grain alcohol in them. Exactly. He made a lot of money in the Masters selling nutcrackers. Killed it. Um, no, but like that that um like rotation. No, 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 like that. Yeah, yeah. I guess like that. That that era of golf the old guard it was very old right Mm -hmm. and it made it look like a very boring sport and i remember the only time i've ever given a fuck about what was going on in golf is if tiger's in the hunt on 18 
If Tiger's in the hunt on Sunday wearing that red shirt. What's that big? Hold on. What's that big fat drunk guy who is a, a real asshole on the PGA Tour? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, shit. John I, Daly. Yeah, John Daly got me interested. Yeah? Yeah, because I was like, look at this fucking professional athlete that just looks like a fucking... Who's guy on, hammered. Yeah, who's hammered and just looks like a guy in a bowling league who's on two bowling leagues because he hates his wife. You know what I mean? And didn't his golf clubs get lost on the way to a tournament once? That may have happened. Yeah, I believe so. Um... So should pull up the commercial here. Pull up this Nike commercial with Tiger Woods. Because I think we might be able to... Because it, it is... Noting that Tiger Woods has had quite a few controversies since he was this beacon of hope. Right. Many years <laughs> just ago. A, just one or two. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. Yo, I got a question for you. Think about it. Now, is this a what professional golfer? to chase your dream? Uh, no, I'm pretty sure it's a, it's a rapper. Okay. Pretty sure it's... ASAP Rocky? No. Oh, it, yeah. Schoolboy Q. To a place okay. where you're not welcome. People always staring at you. Would you be strong enough? It's just not a fair fight. No. Would you? Pause it real quick, though. So where he gets in there right there, where he's like, he's like, people are always staring at you. By putting a rapper in the video that puts a grill in, in this commercial, right? It makes it seem like Tiger Woods is saying that people are staring at him because he's black. Right. Yeah. But that's I... not what that interview is about. I've seen that interview. It's about people staring at him because he's a child who's good at golf, and that was a weird freak show thing. Like back then, like there's all isn't isn't he also? I think they show the clip at the end of this commercial where he's on like Star Search or the Gong Show or like some like. No, at the beginning it was on Michael Douglas. Oh, okay, that's what it is. Yeah. He and comes yeah. out at like three, and he's like chipping balls. Yeah, cause... exactly. So it's like, I, I see what you're doing here, Nike. I see what you're doing. You're not. Also, Tiger Woods has openly hasn't he openly said that it wasn't harder for him because he was black to play golf. Uh, I don't know. I feel like he said that years ago, and he may have taken it back at this point. But I feel like he said he didn't really experience much racism for that. Like he was the guy who was always just like, I mean, they made fun of it on Chappelle Show, where he was just like. He was like, um, they were like, well, like, so you're like a black man. He's like, well, you know, I'm half Asian. And No, you don't remember this? I remember that he was the first pick in the racial draft. That's why that sketch happened, is because of this interview with Tiger Woods where he said, like, being black in golf didn't make his life harder. Huh. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm reading an article from the Washington Post from 1997 that says... Uh, He's uh, he's not just black. Yeah, he's also Asian and Scottish, right? Uh, yeah, I mean he's for sure Asian. I don't know. Well, about that's Scottish. the name. That's where the name Tiger comes from. Oh, okay. Yeah, I they just named him it. after the year he was born. You fucking idiot. Did they really? No. <laughs> I mean, maybe I don't know. I just said that. <laughs> Oof. Uh, I gr- growing up, I came up with this name. I'm a Kablin Kablin Asian. Wood said during a taping of the Oprah Winfrey show, he said the name best captures racial makeup. A blend of Caucasian, black, Indian, and Asian. Cablin Asian? Yeah. I can show it to you in text, and you can try to spell it out. He's a cannibal Asian? Yeah. Oh, my God. Those wet markets need to be shut down. The dogs are eating themselves. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) He caught his tail, and he keeps eating it like that serpent on those old Mexican things. The Orobos. Yes. Um. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, this is all this is all about race and stuff, but I don't think. But that's the thing is like he always kind of shied away from giving any credence to it. As a that's why he's like this. You sent me this commercial. It was just like kind of a weird thing, and it's not like I'm gonna make fun of it, but I don't mean anything. But it's just like it's really weird that Tiger Woods always purposely shied away from being like I've been discriminated against because of my race. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, he's always, and then they make, keep the commercial going. Standing. Oh, my goodness. Strong enough to carry it on one leg. I remember that. That was incredible. That one put him on his knees. Would you carry it through the fire? What fire? It's golf. Yeah. Would you let it carry you? Carry what? Not once. Not twice. But five times. They're it's barely a sport. People like me. <laughs> the return to glory for people like us. First of all, there's an Asian girl there. If anybody can just play golf, it's Asian girls. Like, can you imagine if when country clubs didn't allow Jews or black people in, just a couple of Asian girls showed up to play around? They'd be like, "Yeah, whatever, dollface, get over here." <laughs> I haven't seen you since Korea. <laughs> oh, you're saying that was your mom? Okay. Um. Yeah, it's just, it's very funny because, again, they're trying to make, there was a point where I understood why you make Tiger Woods into this epic figure, right? I guess they re-upped his deal with Nike is why this commercial exists, right? I would assume so. Do they get to put him on the DL list because he got canceled? No, but I mean. It seems like they should be able to, they should be able to, instead of just ending your deal, pause it and still get you on the back end. Like a corporation should be like, like like a red shirt freshman. No, that should be like in a contract. Like you know what I mean. Like you know, yeah. Like well, what happened? Like no, like they can. Um, I know the WWE does this, but if you get injured, they literally just can put your injury time on the back end of your contract without having to renegotiate with you. And I feel like there are some sports. Wait, contracts what do you mean? Put work. your so if you're injured, I think the NFL does this too. Where if you're injured for a time. They, literally, it's just like okay, like we're pausing your contract. The time is at the back end. So they're they like if you're get, out for a season, they don't get paid. No, you for, still get paid, but you still have to play a season at that same rate. Oh, uh, is that not a thing on some contracts? So. It's definitely a thing in WWE contracts. Yeah, but that's not a you know, Chris. I don't know if you know this or not. Well, you're saying it's it. You're saying it's predetermined, like golf. <laughs> Wait, how else did Tiger Woods win five of those things? He beat my man John Daly. <laughs> <laughs> that that amazing physical specimen. Pull a picture of John Daly. <laughs> Let's look at this specimen of a man. Oh man, you're gonna tell me he's like the Harley race of golf? <laughs> look at him. <laughs> that it's like if Chris Farley was cast in Happy Gilmore instead of Adam Sandler. <laughs> Oh, God, he's glorious, dude. He's just drinking, smoking cigarettes. <laughs> it is like proof that golf isn't actually a sport. <laughs> like if that guy can do it, he's just Babe Ruth. Look at him. <coughs> oh, God. What a fucking dude. What an athlete. What an athlete. What, dude, he really is a f- phenomenal. They should do this commercial, but with him. <laughs> you open doors for people like me, and it's just Trump. <laughs> John did. Yeah. Daily. <laughs> it's solid, Mike. <laughs> just, so, I literally only like that Tiger Woods commercial because it's a homonym. What do you mean? 
like would you would you tiger wood his <sighs> name is tiger woods <sighs> i love it dude dude my boy growing up his name was steven sherwood would be like man he sure would i love that shit i don't know why I love that's it. why you brought this to the show I mean, it's what got me hyped about it. I watched that commercial, and I was like, this is lame, this is lame, this is lame. Well, you, said I saw you, wa- the- you said you wanted to go through it, and... Uh, well, yeah, I was thinking, like... We can rewrite the commercial. <laughs> I think, like, you know... Would you be the first motherfucker with the Sega Saturn game? Tiger would. <laughs> would you fuck any number of diner waitresses just because your wife isn't doesn't happen to be there, and they happen to also be blonde? Tiger would. Would you get drunk and crash your car? <laughs> Tiger Multiple would. times. Multiple times. Uh, would you try driving on Ambien the night before Thanksgiving when there's nothing going on in the news cycle and you're going to eat this headline for a while? Tiger would. Tiger would. Kind of rules, though. I mean, yeah, I, he'd be, I, I feel like turn the cameras off, he's probably fun to have a beer with. Li- no, I didn't. I, okay. Uh, would you play SOCOM so much that you convince yourself you're an actual Navy SEAL? Wait, was that something that he did? Tiger would. Straight up, like, that's, like, a lot of the reason people are saying, like, his, uh, that, like, one U.S. Open where his, like, knee was super fucked. They're saying it's because he was, like, training a lot because he wanted to go be a Navy SEAL. How old was he? Like, early 30s. I mean, I guess you could still be a Navy SEAL in your early 30s. I mean, you're a boxer in your mid-50s. All right. I'm called for. Uh, Tiger Woods 40 passed the Navy SEALs age limit of 30 a decade ago. The pro golfer got special <laughs> access to the Navy SEALs. I like how he didn't even research. I mean, the guy was a billionaire when this happened. He was a billionaire. <laughs> and he didn't even research the age differential for the fucking thing. Imagine being like, I'm going to just go be a Navy SEAL. They let billionaires do whatever. This is pre-fucking Jeff Bezos. Yeah, this was it here, right? Check this out. 25 days after he buried his father and 15 before the 2006 U.S. Open, Tiger went back to visit the Navy SEALs, this time to find a hidden mountain training facility in East San Diego. Wait, pretty- the Team America base? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's where he fucked his knee, his knee up ahead of that... Uh- yeah, right here. Sportscasting they, Daily. Tiger Woods almost quit golf. They had him doing the tiger, the, the the tire thing. Yeah, because he thought he was a oh, Jesus. He just dude straight and like the story I heard is like he straight up was just playing man. SOCOM Navy SEALs. SOCOM Navy SEALs on PS2. <laughs> like where you had the headset to like yes be like yeah like fucking. That's the first time he actually experienced institutional racism. <laughs> was playing SOCOM Navy SEALs on Online? PS2. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, wait a second, you sound like Tiger Woods. N words. <laughs> oh fuck. <coughs> Alright, let's let's go through some more of this. Let's see, let's see if we can rewrite this entire ad. Okay, let's see. What else? Uh wait, we already watched the whole ad. Bring up the copy. Let's rewrite it. I do you think they have it transcribed? They have everything transcribed, Damn, Mike. Alex coming through with a lollipop and not have... Okay, that's for me? Is there ecstasy on that? Oh, it's THC. Okay. All right, can I lick some? Yeah. Guys, you guys aren't allowed to be unlo- in love on my show. It's fucking gross, and I don't like it. Uh, all right. <laughs> Tiger Wood commercial transcript. I'm going to see if it's available. Okay. 
Would you open doors for other drunk drivers? <laughs> Would you get a prenup with a hot professional skier? Uh, it's not there. The entire transcript. Would you leave your children fatherless so you could fuck a two from Arizona? <sighs> Tiger would. <laughs> he really is just a bad person. What I don't understand is he got caught. Uh huh. Why the fuck you were you had so much money at that point? Okay. Why not just go and get a penthouse in Vegas? Start wearing black at all times and just lean into it, dude. Become like Hollywood OJ? Tiger. Oh, you're telling me he should have gone full Hogan? Yes. Yes, dude. Do a bleach goatee? I think I would have. I mean, I would be entertained by that. A heel in golf? Dude, that would have been so cool. Yeah. I, I, yeah, that would have been a fucking. It's a massive missed opportunity. Instead, he fucking dated Danica Patrick for a bit. Yeah, would you leave your? Oh my absolute- God! Look at them breaking down barriers together. What is he? Is she driving while he knocks fucking mailboxes off with <laughs> a fucking golf club? Their fucking teenage romance. Nah, son. So what happened was he got in a bunch of drunk driving accidents and was like, "Yo, I need you to teach me how to do this, babe." So they would just go on and get fucked up together. Then she would give him drunk driving pointers. Nice. <laughs> She's probably pretty good at drunk driving, right? If you drive in a professional level, you can handicap yourself. I think that should be fine. Would you leave your supermodel wife for a four who drives a NASCAR and gets last place? Tiger would. He sure would. <laughs> he sure would. I mean, this is a more accurate commercial. And also, just sell some leisure Nikes. Who the fuck's buying golf shoes? I mean, people who golf. Is that really a worthwhile endorsement? Bro, why else would you sponsor Tiger Woods? I'm just saying. What like, are you thinking? They're going to do the Air Bombays like from fucking Mighty Ducks 2? Yes. <laughs> how many fucking pairs of golf shoes could Nike be selling? Who's go- How many people are golfing? Mad golf shoes. Because you can't even wear, like people wear basketball shoes when they're just hanging out. People don't wear golf shoes when they're walking around. Yeah, but they can't. you can't wear sneakers for golfing. I mean, you could, but you're going to suck at golfing. You need cleats, right? Yeah. I'm just saying. It's like they also need a Tiger Woods sneaker. They need a cleat version and a non-cleat version. But is anybody going to buy the non-cleat version? Like that shit would have popped when G's to Gents was on MTV. They had a non-cleated Tiger Woods driving shoe or golfing shoe. <laughs> a mini golf shoe? Uh, okay, here's here's one. Uh, would you make... Phil Mickelson, uh, would you make middle-aged dads everywhere root for Phil Mickelson? <laughs> Tiger would. <laughs> Dude, just the fucking, just the lefty, the one guy who could compete with Tiger for all those years, kinda. It, it, that, that, that's what it was, and it's just because he sucks. It's just because he was a white guy. <laughs> like, it's just that he wasn't Tiger. <laughs> I lo- Yeah, I love that, like, yeah, you have to put the great white hope into everything yeah. once a black guy is, even golf, it's like... I mean, he'll eventually break his back. I don't think, like, it's not like he drove a bunch of black people into golf. There's probably more black people golfing now than there would have been if Tiger Woods didn't exist. But it's not like this fucking deluge. It's still an expensive, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like you still have to get to a course and own clubs. Would you steal VJ Sting's spotlight as the first black dude to do great on the tour? Oh, shit. Tiger would. That's that's a good one. You know a lot about golf, Mike. Yeah, I mean, my dad was was pretty. 
Is he a Golf Channel guy? Dude, like, honestly, the Sunday afternoon golf nap, fucking primo in my household. Because that's really just old man... That's lo-fi beats for it's old white men. That's what it is. It's 100% what it is, dude. The Golf yes. Channel is just... Yeah, it really is just lo-fi for old white guys. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that's the title of this episode. <laughs> All right, I think we've done this. Moving on. <laughs> We avoided talking about uh, Will Smith and Chris Rock mostly, right? I think we did a good job on that because that was fucking stupid and annoying. For the most part. But the Will Smith hits keep on coming about how his... I was talking to a buddy of mine today. I went and got dinner with a friend of mine. And uh, he was saying that he finally won an argument with his wife after years where she was saying that uh, women can't abuse men in relationships. And she conceded that, okay, women can abuse men because Jada Pinkett is clearly abusing Will Smith in some way. <laughs> and I, like, brought up the video you sent me on Twitter, and there's a couple of other videos and some weird conspiracy theories we're going to go into with this. Um, but I'm excited. Sh- first, show me that video that you, sh- you sent me uh, the other day on Twitter, which, I mean... It's the portrait of a broken man. 3,000 retweets, 10,000 retweets on Twitter. 12 million views. No, no, no. No, no, no. Eight, almost uh, almost 10,000 retweets, 3,000 quote tweets. Wow. So, yeah, 12 million views. Ready for this? Well, you know Esther Perel is coming to the table. She's going to be at the red table. Would you say she has been instrumental in you and I redefining our relationship? I would say don't just start filming me. Without asking me. Bitch, this is pay-per-view. If you could film me. come help us again, please. I'm still dealing with foolishness. Don't. No, no, she, yeah, because she, don't just. Would you say that she Pause, pause, pause this, pause this, pause this. That's a broken man. I just want you to, like, the way he's holding his arm. The way he held his arm, like, looks like he's been getting hit. Yeah, like, he's, dude, he, that's a broken, just, why, if you I don't understand how you could possibly be this rich, this unhappy, and not just leave your wife. Also, uh, why are you going to be fronting wearing the Tiger Woods red shirt on Sundays when you're getting slapped around by your chick like that? That's this? true, because Tiger Woods would fucking backhand this bitch. No, he wouldn't. He would just leave and go fuck nine other bitches and that's not true. puke because of it. Yeah, that's true. He wouldn't uh, vomit because of the smell of pussy. Because as we all know, Tiger Woods will fuck a chick on her shift at a Waffle House. <laughs> it does not matter. If she is blonde and saggy tittied, Tiger Woods is up in that puss. Oh, you think Tiger Woods ain't going to fuck in that bathroom at he's a like, Perkins? He's like, I got to get uh, I gotta get past this sand trap. I'm going to chip through it. <laughs> Tiger Woods has definitely fucked a chick in the ass in a Wawa bathroom. Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, that's where you find, like, yeah, he's fucking a blonde meth head at three in the morning. Tiger Wood. Tiger Wood. You know who wouldn't? Will Smith. Ugh. More like Won't Smith. Yeah. The hurts that we cause between one another. My social media presence is my bread and butter, okay? So you can't just use me for social media and not, you know, don't just start rolling. I'm standing in my house. Don't just start rolling. Please watch a stare. At the red table because she's helped us a lot. Can't you tell? What? So, Will. so she also looks like an asshole here because clearly that person has not helped their relationship. Uh, what What makes you think Jada looks like an asshole? Is it that she's breathing? 
Yeah. I, what? Why does she just look like such a bad person all the time? Now? And there's just more and more stuff. There was an article. Uh, she gave an interview where she said she never wanted to marry Will Smith, and that she was forced to by her gammy. Yeah, and uh, she also said the. She and hated they did the it wedding. at the, Yeah, she hate. Yeah, she hated the wedding. She hated everything. Um, and uh, uh, Tupac. She wanted to actually marry Tupac, but he was dead. So she got the oopies. She got the uh, next rapper she could find. <laughs> I, which is Will Smith. Uh, he was just around. Uh, he was actually filming Bad Boys on uh, on the same lot as they were filming Baps. That's where they met. Um, so I sent you something else. Uh, I just sent you something. Uh, it was a YouTube short, which I don't even know who this is. But And this leads into the conspiracy theory that you'd like to talk about. Uh, so we just pull this up, and it's a very crazy thing. I'm assuming you sent it to me over here on Facebook. Yeah, okay. I sent you. Yeah, I sent you a YouTube short video uh, where it was a letter that Willow Smith wrote to Tupac. Uh, no, 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 wrong one, wrong one. I clicked the wrong one. Sorry. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's, prove- oh, here we go. This it. Yourself yes. over and over, and he can never be Tupac. Well, Kevin, you over exaggerating this Tupac thing, really? Uh huh. Did did Tupac? I know you are alive someplace. I think my mommy really misses you. <laughs> can you please come back? Can you come back so me and my mommy can be happy? <laughs> I wish you were here. I really do. Willow. How great would it be if Tupac came what? back to life? Just pause it. How great would it be if Tupac came back to life and then wrote hit him up about fucking... Jada and Willow Smith because she's of age and he just and about Will Smith the ultimate diss track I fucked your bitch and your daughter plot twist mm. and your son <laughs> who might be your daughter <laughs> depending on his mood <laughs> but your theory was though uh, that Tupac is alive and he is Willow Smith's do- uh, father I mean, I think that's where Willow's coming from because that was like kind of like a letter to like you know, mm-hmm. like a letter to Dad or like a letter to Santa, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, those are mythical creatures. Well, yeah, I mean for, you know, so, Santa Claus for everyone. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I do think so. My working theory, mm-hmm. right, is that Tupac is in fact alive. Okay, came back like banged out Jada for smashed a bit. one time. He just came to like get his stuff. You know what I mean? Like, he was just like, yeah, I know I faked my own death, but I, like, left some shit in a storage locker. He just, like, needed, like... Like, Jada had the key to it, so, like, he had to yeah, meet up with Yeah, it was, like, her. his Warhammer figures, and he's, like, on an island faking <laughs> his death, and all he has to do is play Warhammer. He can't really be on the grid, you know what I mean? So right. he had to come get his, like, hand-painted Warhammer figures. You know, because Tupac was in a Warhammer. And so... <laughs> everybody knows that. Yeah, everybody knows Tupac really loved War. Hey, they, you, oh, you don't think Tupac likes tabletop games? Yeah, of course. racist? Dude, it's man strategic, bro. It's it's like Art of War, but instead... You know, it's like that Machiavelli fucking print shit, you know what I mean? But, like, really... It's, it's Art of War, but you do the art yourself. You do the art, and then you live the war. That's like... It's like Tiger with the SOCOM. <laughs> So Tupac came back to get his Warhammer figures. 
But Jada is the only one that had the key to the storage unit, so he needed to go. And he obviously didn't smash while you're there. No, I, I don't think he wanted to, but I think it was a thing oh, where Jada was abusive like... abusive and she made him. Jada was like, look, you want this key, yeah, you yeah, have yeah. to nut in me. Dude, yeah, you need, you need that... You need these Warhammer... I mean, I'm sure you're getting housed by these fucking, uh, you know, these uh, aboriginals on this island that you live on in Papua New Guinea. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's probably where he lives, right? I would assume. Yeah, so he's probably getting housed by them. He needs his fucking war... He needs his, like, uh, you know... I don't know how it works in Warhammer, but I, his six... His big creatures or whatever, his, his castables. You play Magic: The Gathering, mm-hmm. so he needs he need you know he needs his Black Lotus, the equivalent of Black Lotus as far as Warhammer goes. And he, so he's just like, all right, fuck it, I gotta. He was basically raped by uh, Jada Pinkett, and uh, that's where Willow Smith came from. Had to get his shit back, and it was like, <clears throat> I feel like she had already had Jaden mm-hmm. at that point, and was like, no, nah, I can't, I cannot keep bearing children for Will Smith. Like, oh, you're saying so he's. Okay, so she's like, I, I think need... Jaden is Will's because you know, he's yeah. He probably also doesn't like the smell of pussy. He yeah. He gay what like a his weird, dad. Crazy thing. <laughs> it's not that crazy if you're gay as hell. I think it's still kind of crazy. What gay dudes love oyster happy hour? Have <laughs> <laughs> you ever been to an dude? I used to go to this place extra fancy that had a reverse oyster happy hour. Okay. And all of the servers were gay. What is a reverse oyster happy hour? Well, a reverse hour? happy hour starts at midnight and goes till 4 a.m. Oh. So there's oyster happy hour that started at midnight. <laughs> You're eating oysters after midnight? Hell yeah, bro. I'd turn into a gremlin, you know what I mean? Brave. Yeah. Brave. Um, but super gay in there. Those motherfuckers love oysters. Mm. So it's like, you know, you gotta, I'm sure they don't mind the smell of pussy. They just don't want to fuck it. I don't know. I think it was like, I think it was genuinely like he... He just had to be smashing puss. Maybe he just got a bad one. You know what I mean? It was. He said it was his first girlfriend, right? That used to make him ill. No, 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 no. It was like uh, I feel like it. <clears throat> it was the way I heard the story was that he was just getting so much pussy. Is fucking a lot of bitches. Yeah, oh, and all of them were making it. No, no, no. Like he was just he was so exhausted from fucking so much pussy that he would be like, uh... I'm disgusted with my behavior. I gotta find a bald bitch to settle down with. Hmm. You know. Fucking a bald woman is the sign that you're gay. Kinda, right? Right, yeah. It's a little gay. She doesn't even wear wigs. She used to. Hmm. When Tupac was fucking her, I guarantee she had a weed. Tupac in. made her put a wig on. He's like, <laughs> you don't want the Lord to see the top of your head. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, Tupac gave her a bulletproof wig. He's like, you know, this hitter's half for me. <laughs> <laughs> ah. So look, this is the whole thing. And then... So the red table thing that she was saying in that first video, that's her just YouTube show, essentially. It's her Facebook show. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not even YouTube. It's like Facebook Watch. But does she have a contract or she just do that? No, no, no. She has like an exclude. Like that's, that's, she has like a deal with them. Yeah, that's programming that they for sure pay for. And then that's the same show that she like said that her, her grandmother taught her how to flick bean. I don't, it's the one she admitted to cheating on Will Smith on, which is the only reason anybody knows about that show. Okay, but then also, her, uh, she said this is an also this is another recent thing. This lady just go be in movies. She was good in movies. I don't understand why she's got to be a psycho. What movie? The Matrix Two, the best one. I mean, she was just in the new Matrix and she was terrible. 
I mean, the whole movie was terrible. She, I liked a lot of it. I didn't like... You liked the part where they were like, oh, that dude is made of magnets. That's the only part you liked. No. And then you, that coasted you... Mike, I know you so well. <laughs> I know that the fact that they had a motherfucker made of magnets coasted you through most of that movie. Nah, I like... Alex! Alex wasn't there. I tell was on not, COVID lockdown. Tell me not. He just looked at you and was like, yo, this tell motherfucker's made of magnets. <laughs> yo, Sticky Fingers is made of magnets. No, I like that they trapped fucking Keanu in a video game. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. Matrix in a Matrix. Mm-hmm. Okay. I get it. However. I like that they brought back the Merovingian and he was all fucked up because we text now instead of actually having real conversations. Mm. I liked a lot of it. Okay. I mean, I think it could have been executed a little better, but the gen- the overarching story and some of the elements mm-hmm. were were nice. Okay. They also should have hired a better fight coordinator because that sucked. And you hated... Uh... I hated Jada with 90 pounds of makeup on. Mm. That was wild. I mean, she's just getting older, and they're trying to make her look the same age. What? No, they put makeup on to make her old as shit. Yes. They I made remember her... nothing about that movie. They made her look like 150. Dude, I watched that movie by myself, and I remember none of it. Are you kidding me? That was like the one thing oh, they Oh, yeah, about. she was super old. Yeah, that's right. She was like insanely old. I do remember thinking at the time, yeah, I remember thinking at the time, she's as bad at doing this. As Will Smith is at playing tortured. Oh, I thought you were going to say playing straight. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I'm mostly thinking of the movie Hancock, which he had to play straight and actually fuck a chick in the movie. And that's probably why it was just so unbelievable, you know? Mm-hmm. And also, like, he was supposed to be a straight... He wanted to, like, fuck his wife again in uh, Suicide Squad, right? He was bad on that. Same with I Am Legend. He's just bad at playing tortured. I mean, granted, he's clearly tortured by his own sexuality. Yeah, I think I think that's what he draws on. Mm. But yeah, so this chick, yeah, she, she was told that her grandmother taught her how to flick bean so that she knew how to come so that she didn't think that men gave her any pleasure. Which is insane. Wait, 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 wait. So she said her grandmother taught her how to flick bean. Yes. So she's never t- gotten pleasure. Basically, her grandmother molested her. That's molestation of a child. I don't give a fuck what you want to call it. I mean, it depends on what age she was. She was under, uh, I think she said she was like 13 or 12 or something. I mean, that's not that ridiculous. Ah, uh, for your grandmother to be like, here's how you rub one out? Yeah, it's a little ridiculous. Can we Can we get a girl's opinion on this? Okay. That's fucking insane, dude. Ah, you never fucking, you never allow that. I'm not going to have your back on that. Uh, you, a grandmother cannot teach her 12-year-old grandmother, granddaughter how to masturbate. Apparently she can. Well, she can. She may she, not. She shouldn't. It's not a good, it's just like a weird pretext to do it in. Also, stop assuming your fucking granddaughter's not going to learn how to fucking flick off. Everybody, le- Every girl learns how to fucking jerk off because they wake up accidentally with a pillow between their legs and move funny, and then they rub, out, rub one out on that. Alex? Um, yeah, you, you just start to notice it. You start to notice it tingling. Yeah, and you just, usually girls, it's like a push onto a thing. Every girl I've ever talked to about this, it's usually start on the stomach, Rubbing something on their fucking something that's just around, usually a pillow. Sometimes, if you're even younger girls, we'll start with like humping dressers. I remember that dressers. Being the thing. Yeah, humping the dresser. That's pretty. Uh, how? What? <laughs> I'm in a dresser. Yeah, like the corner. Bent of the over? No, 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 no. You would just front like, wise. Yeah, you would kind of like straddle the corner of the dresser. You're not worried about a splinter? No. 
You're no. dry humping a dresser? You're wearing jeans humping a dresser? Yeah, you got you got your pants on and you're humping the dresser a little bit. Did you hump a dresser? I did a little bit, yeah. Did somebody tell you to hump a Was it your no. grandmother telling you to hump a dresser? Nope. This is the oh, worst my... turn on Bur- Beauty and the Beast I've ever seen. No, my grandma stayed out of it, thankfully. Good, thank God. Yeah. It wasn't like some weird antique furniture that your grandmother built or something in Italy, was it? No, it was my childhood bed set. Like my oh, so it was the end table on the side. It was the or is a tall dresser. Oh, it was a um, it, like a a short but like long dresser. You know one of those. Mm. Like same, Mike's cock. It was about the same height as my end table. Yes, Chris. Mm. It was a chode. It was a little bit of like a your chode. dresser. And Mike's cock. What, Mike? Do you not have a chode? What, what does this have to do with me? I'm fucking minding my own business over here. I'm doing Believe You Me work. You, you guys... Asking, hold on. Why are you getting defensive like you have a chode? I do not have a chode. Clearly. I mean, I've seen your cock. I know it's not a chode. All right. When have you seen my cock? Everybody has seen your cock. Everybody's seen it. You've seen it? <laughs> That's the one I'm most surprised by. I thought this was a Will Jada situation. I still can't believe she's seen my dick. It's crazy. <laughs> Every time I take it out, I'm like, you're still here? What the fuck? You see this thing? It's terrible. I just, I'm like, it's shaped like that dresser from your room at home. Oh. oh. <laughs> Moving on. Mike, we mean we might need the racehorse. I gotta talk about Asian hate with you. Oh come on, Chris. <laughs> what the racehorse is? He's back. He's, DMX pet detective came back from the great yeah, the but he's at the vet and now. found the race. <laughs> at the vet and at found the, the racehorse. We did a whole seance. <coughs> Don't we have to talk about some of our friends from another? All right, we can do. We can, you know what? Get the racehorse on the line. Oh, I well, I gotta do something else. Then we'll get the racehorse on the line. Oh my god, this is time sensitive. So is Asian hate, Mike. The life you save could be Tiger Woods's. <laughs> All right, but real quick, we'll talk about our good friends over at BlueChew.com. BlueChew is an online pharmacy. You know what they are? Uh, uh, you take a quick uh, survey kind of deal. It's, it's almost nothing. You go there, you give them your information, you tell them what you need, and what they send you is chewable tablets. And those chewable tablets have the same ingredients as Viagra or Cialis. And uh, what those things do is they make your penis hard. And here's the thing about penises, especially if it's shaped like a weird dresser in Alex's room. Um, they need a lot of blood flow. And here's the thing. You can't wait for a long time for a prepubescent girl to get your, dress, your, 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 your dresser penis erect. What you need to do, so you chew it up, and when you chew something, it increases the surface area on it, and that can hit your bloodstream faster. So you chew up these tablets, and then they have tradavlavlavla and salafavlavlavl, which are the same ingredients, again, like I said, uh, in uh, Viagra and Cialis. And um, they make your cock hard. And they send you a bunch of these. If you just go to BlueChew.com and use the promo code GOON, they'll send you an entire month's worth of these for free. Now, uh, you don't need them every day, probably. If you do need them every day, keep getting them. But I'm just saying, you're going to get a bunch of these things. With the free thing, use the promo code GOON. You're going to get a bunch of them. It's going to be great for you. Uh, 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 and it's going to recur. They're going to hit you, and they, what they do is they give you a discreet packaging, but it'll make your package anything but discreet. You need the discreet packaging from BlueChew.com. You go to BlueChew.com. That's B-L-U-E, Chew.com. Use that promo code GOON. You're going to get that first month free, and you're going to get, you're just going to pay shipping. It's $5 for the shipping. Discreet packaging. Nobody's going to know what 
you're doing with this packaging. It's gonna, the, the packaging is so discreet, they're going to think you're a super cool dude who gets your weed mailed to you. That's how discreet the packaging is. Now, you don't, and it's not illegal. It's perfectly legal. You go to bluechew.com, take that whole thing, blue com. Use the promo code GOON. And again, that first month's free. You're just going to pay for shipping. Moving on. Are you still doing that thing, Mike? Uh, I'm trying to find the racehorse. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm trying to find him. Okay. I think he's, like I said, I think he's at the vet. Okay. Well, I'll talk about a quick story. Uh, here in New York, Governor Hochul has... Uh, That's not real. It's, it's funny every time I say <laughs> Governor Hochul. Like, doesn't that seem like she would be the governor in Howdy Doody? <laughs> yeah. Governor Hochul in here in Puppet Town. <laughs> Yeah, there's no actual person named Governor Hochul. That's crazy. I mean, look, you know the policy of this show is that we definitely live in a simulation. Mm-hmm. There's no For chance certain. we don't. Uh, uh, the fact that I woke up one day after almost getting hit by a car and all of a sudden there was a Governor Hochul. You know what I mean? Like, I almost got hit by a car going over the, the, the bridge once, and I feel like probably I died, and now I'm in some sort of robot simulation where there's a Governor Hochul and a Mike Harrington. And you look like the Mike Harrington from my memories, not from, because I watched a video recently of when you were in your shirt tuck phase. Do you remember your shirt tuck phase when you were tucking t-shirts? Oh, she remembers too. Okay, yeah. yeah. yeah a lot yeah. of people remember this apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I think it's weird. You were, you were much more svelte at that point. So I think maybe I'm in a coma, and you look like the version of you that I met in the beginning, and there's a Governor Hochul, because that's just silly. You're telling me... I might be in a telling coma. Me this I'm is a now, fever dream in a you're coma. You're telling me I look exactly like I, I was when you met me in 2017? Well, you're wearing shoes, but other than that... I had, I had hair down halfway down my back. I had a ginormous beard. What? Hold on, hold on. You did not have hair, quote unquote, yeah. halfway yeah. down your. I don't back. remember you being a Sikh warrior with a ceremonial sword, Mike. <laughs> it was <laughs> at the very least shoulder length hair. Sure thing. Your long flowing mane that started. Are you bitch? Your your mane started at your neck hair. <laughs> um. So again, I might be in a coma, and this could just be some weird fever dream. Um. However, imaginary Governor Hochul has extended, you know, again, this could be a dream of mine, extended drinking outdoors. Yeah? Yeah, New York. But apparently you have to have substantial food with your to-go booze order. How substantial? She said Cuomo chips won't cut it. What a nonsensical thing. Damn, it she's has to be some sort of Cuomo under a bus there. Uh, yes. Uh, but... What a weird thing to be like, you can have to-go cups, but you have to have ordered food with, like, it's like, that's not what you need to go booze for. You need to go booze to drink on your way to getting food. Wait, what? Like, I don't need a to-go cup of booze. To at, go with With, with food. Yeah, like, yeah. I, it's like, I need a to-go cup of booze because I'm walking 10 blocks to the restaurant I want to eat at. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I need an old-fashioned to get me to where I'm going. Sorry, you got me distracted now. I just need to point out to Alex that, yes, I did have shoulder-length hair. Okay, you guys can't just have c- couples' arguments on the show. All right. Um, yeah, there is absolutely no point. Because, like, yo, what are you going to do? You're going to fucking, like, eat also, a fucking... Also, people are not going to do it. It's just something that when they need to drum up revenue, they can go find people for. You think? Yeah, also, because here's the thing. Here's what I would do. If you're any seafood restaurant, what you do is you just give people 
one oyster for a dollar because it's prepared food. No, I thought it's got to be more substantial. So I was thinking like you had to have like a fucking full chicken parm to get a beer. I mean, there's a, there's a step between a bag of chips and a chicken parm, Mike. There's several steps. Nope. <laughs> That's it. I think people. I think I think you could probably get away with the cheese sandwich situation. You think you get away with a cheese sandwich? I think you could probably you can't get done with chips. It's a, that's the thing. It's a weird gray area, and they're just oh, like shit. the the law is literally worded as substantial amount of food. You need to prove yourself. Sorry, that's a good drop. We should pull that. You need to prove yourself. Yeah. Um. But like I said, the 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 law is written as a substantial amount of food, which is different for different people. Like a like a homeless person would probably find a dollar slice to be a very substantial amount of food. Because they're high on crack. But for like you, it has to be a minimum chicken parm before you consider it substantial. For me, I think a substantial amount of food is two sushi rolls. It's different for everyone. I could easily lie to an SLA uh, operative. If they were like, hey, is that a substantial amount of food to you? I'd be like, what is this? And they're like, so basically they were trying to be like, you can't serve a shot glass full of soup and call it you know what I mean? Like you give a you give like a a consomme pickleback. Why why couldn't you get away? What I mean, what's but also you from ha- just saying the chips are substantial? I so the law is it has to be prepared in some way. It can be frozen. It could be uh, what if processed. it's homemade chips? That might work. I think if you add dip to the chips, probably. So you could get the dip out of a can and just. Give them chips from a bag, and that counts? Chips and dips is an appetizer. That's not a snack. That's an appetizer. Yeah, but then you don't got a free hand. If it's a to-go order... You're throwing the food away, Mike. You just want a margarita to walk with. All right, what about this? Flip side. You just bring house beers, and then you have a burrito in your back pocket just in case. Dude, I'm just drinking outside. I don't, like, I'm not, I don't need a to-go... I, never, I will never probably get a to-go drink... Yeah, I feel like we've I feel like we've just adopted fucking Nolan's rules around here now. I mean, people really haven't. When I show up with an open beer with not even in a bag to places, people are like, "You're just doing this now?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, dude. I'm absolutely yeah. Like I just I'm just cracking beers on the train. Whenever I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm just saying. Look, if you had a fucking like a hot dog in your pocket or something, I'm just happy to see it, Mike. I'm just saying, if you have any kind of food item on uh-huh. you, you could just be like, "Yeah, I got this. This is my to-go drinking and food order." They don't need to know you just got always that burrito have a hot from dog. Home. Yeah, just always have a yeah, just always have a burrito on you. All right, look, a hot dog is a dollar. Where's a hot dog still a dollar? Anywhere in the city? No way. For real, it costs more. Than, I haven't bought a hot dog since fucking I don't know nineteen aught six. A hot dog's been a dollar since the nineties. All right. Well, whatever. There's no, no Grace Papaya. Grace Papaya is a dollar dog. No way. It's yes. Dollar, it's definitely a dollar fifty. Been mm. for a while. Maybe. You talking about the Grace Papaya up in the seventies? Because it's the only Grace Papaya left in the city. Well, I was thinking of the one that used to be on Fourteenth. There's never was one on Fourteenth. There used to be one on West Fourth. No, I'm on fucking, West Eighth. No, Fourteenth, where you would make the turn into Union Square. There was a Grace Papaya there. It was for not sure. a Grace Papaya there. All right, whatever. There's a, a Papaya, papaya King, King or some shit. Whatever. Does it not have dollar dogs? They all had dollar dogs. No dog. No dog. All right, whatever. You buy a fucking pack of hot dogs at your own damn house. Fucking pack of buns. 
Just walk around with a handful of wieners. No, you I'd just be like, I'm eating. Let me drink. Yeah, you just cook Let a hot dog. Let me drink. <laughs> you just cook a hot dog. Oh, my God. All right, now, that nice Alex Carabano impression. Um, I, that's just a drunk, that's a standard drunk white girl impression. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, you just take a hot dog, right? You fucking cook yourself a hot dog. It takes two seconds. You don't even need to cook it, honestly. And you just keep it in a sandwich bag in your back pocket. Boom. No cop can ever ticket Dude, you. I'm just no. It's not about you getting ticketed. It's the businesses that are getting ticketed. That's the thing because open container laws don't exist anymore. So you can't get a ticket for drinking the booze. Oh, this is why I don't even understand why people care about the to-go booze. It's like you want to be able to leave with your drink. If you're allowed to do that, why wouldn't you just always carry beers on you? I mean, it's cumbersome. What? It's cumbersome to always carry beers on you. Well, I mean, that, you got to put them in your pockets. You don't actually physically carry them. That's crazy. Yeah, but I'm just saying, how many beers? You need a lot of beers, Mike. Bro, I can fit a lot of beers in my pockets. Dude, when you have, I used to have a spider jacket back in the day, this blue spider jacket, and I could uh, comfortably fit a full 12-pack in all the pockets. And it was like nobody, I was like, does it look like you have 12 beers on me? And people would be like, no. And I'd be like, let's go to the movies. <laughs> um... Sure. Okay. That's not going to really work in the summertime. No. I could wear it over my shoulder, though. Yeah? Yeah. You just walk around with a case of beers. No one cares. You see? You see what you did, Chris? You hear that? I'm sneezing in the mic for these people. I'm not taking a fault for being like, oh, I happen to have drugs. Would you like some? And you doing the drugs. If you had said, hey, I have drugs I got from Justin, we wouldn't be having this conversation. S- sorry, Mike. Should be. All right. Whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think... This so is New a- York's fun again. Yeah, New York's fun again. I think we can just drink outside. I think this is a goofy law that's not really... You know what it's really going to be is if there's places just hustling drinks for... Ch- like, if you're basically selling... $2 nutcrackers out of a fucking window or something to make bank, they're going to come crack down on you. I think if you're just being like, hey, you want to leave with your beer? Here's a cup. That's what they're kind of doing in a lot of bars. And what sucks is that's going to go away. Is like, But you know what that just leads to is people just down their drinks. You know what I mean? Like If it's literally just to go and you're not serving out of a window, like, why would you even add these laws? Like So like, basically like in the city, right? people would like to leave the place they're in and they go to another bar. So they just chug the drink they have in front of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, uh, I think we should stop talking about this because I depend on a bar to make my rent. <laughs> and it's like, once people realize they can just walk around and drink beers and the park is the best bar in the city. I think New York will, it's going to be years before people get to that point. It's, and even in New Orleans, people are in bars. It's true. People I was just there. Bars. People are in bars. Like, you'll see people like, there's like a bodega on Frenchman Street that crushes it. But the bars are all still packed, and they're all making money. It's, you're going to be fine. Okay. Don't worry. People are paying for the ambiance and the atmosphere in the bar. But we can move on if you like. Moving on. Oh, what the fuck? Ah, oh, there we go. 
Oh, hey. <laughs> oh, my God. Here. The racehorse is here. Now, here's the thing. I wanted to talk to you, Mike. I saw an article. Uh, I sent you an article from PBS. Can you pull it up, please? Um, it's, it's, a, it's a crazy article. It's basically one year after the Atlanta shootings where we, we, we needed to stop Asian hate. And uh, hasn't quite happened. Still no. a lot of Asian hate things. And I believe these to be real, actual problems. Um, I think some of the nonsense about it is nonsense. Um, let me pull up the article. Wait, I'm, I don't see the article. I'm seeing two articles you sent me, and neither one is about it. Okay, I, ha- I have it here. Don't worry about it. Um, so they had a rally about, um, about stopping Asian hate. And this is, a, this is a crazy thing. It's like, they do this whole thing. They don't mention, there's a whole article from PBS. They don't mention anything other than the Atlanta shooting. We talked a lot about the Asian hate crimes that were going on. There were some mentally ill people. And there was a lot of stuff. And I don't discount the fact that Asian people were being attacked because of COVID. I think it had less to do with Trump calling it a China virus and more to do with the fact that just everybody seemed to know that COVID started in China. Uh, I think that was a massive problem. I think people are bad in when there's a mass hysteria going on, people are bad and act out. Um, We talked about on the show, uh, the one study on Asian hate crimes was done in San Francisco in 2008, ever before this phenomenon. And it was found to not be white people committing all these hate crimes. Who was it? It was mostly uh, black and brown people. But as I said on the show then, and I say now, I usually think that that is uh, caused by the fact that Asian people are more likely to open businesses in poor neighborhoods of color. And uh, you can call anything anything you want. People just say things when they're mad at you. Hate crimes don't really matter. You know what I mean? I was just reading a statistic that in Manhattan, they're now currently uh, prosecuting six hate crimes against white people, which is brand new. They used to never prosecute. That used to be like a, a almost like a meme. They would not prosecute if, like, somebody beat you to death and would go, fuck you, I hate white people. They would not prosecute as a hate crime. And they're prosecuting six. So they're just expanding this legislation is kind of what that is. But there's a weird statistic in here where they say one in eight Asian people have said that they have experienced a hate crime or hate incident since 2020. One in eight that seems a little high. I mean, especially given just how many Chinese people there are. Yeah. Well, it, Asian Americans. Okay. Not, you think in China they experienced hate crimes? Be pretty hard in a homogeneous society, right? I don't know about that. Dude. They'd be like, you st- you eat dog. No, I don't. You eat dog. We're both hate criming each other. Yeah, that's how you get to one and eight. That's how you get into one and eight is just... It is a bunch of inner family arguments yeah. that are just racist. Yeah. They're just like... A bunch of self-hating Asian racists. They're like, why do you have such a small dick? I don't have a small dick. You have a small dick, Dad. <laughs> Fuck you. I learned it from watching you, Dad. Can't argue with any of this. I'm just saying. Just one in eight seems very high. One in eight seems cartoonishly high. It also seems fraudulent. It seems like almost... That the type of people that would answer that sort of survey, that are Asian, would be the type of people uh, that A, would embellish something like this, or B, and this is the more likely thing, have had something actually happen to them, and then uh, the people that don't have something happen to them uh, just kind of go, nah, I'm not going to do that. 
I'm not gonna. Well, it's like you remember when um, there were two studies in the span of two years that said one in five women were uh, raped on campus. Right. This is. I'm gonna get pretty dark with this. So that was always something that really bugged me. And as somebody who didn't go to college, maybe I don't know. They're just rape dens. I. They could just be. I don't understand why we're saying that education is the key when they are clearly just rape dens. What about um, the one where a woman is raped every five seconds in America? I mean, that seems likely. What? It could be the same woman. What? I so mean, you're saying if a rape is still going on yeah. in that five-second window, yeah. then a woman is being raped in that five seconds. Yes. What? So you're saying that that you need to average out the duration of the rape? Well, some of them could be trains. Wait, what? A woman could get raped every five seconds in America. That could absolutely... That's more plausible to me. How, well, what does that add up to? How many people a year is that? Okay. Well, let's see. How many seconds are in a day? How many seconds... I'm going to do this. How, how many, many seconds, seconds are in a year? In a year. And then divide that by and five. And then divide it by five. You nailed exactly how I was going to do that math. Um, Wait, does that does that actually work? Well, yeah, but yeah. it's giving me a number that it like won't print, right? So it's like 3.154E plus seven. So, so cut and paste that. Okay. Into Google. Divided by five. Okay. So six hundred six million three hundred eight thousand rapes a year. That seems unlikely. I'll tell you this. Well, because uh, they're they're including... that's less than one in five. Wait, what? That's less than one in five, assuming there's 150 million women. Oh, like less than one in five women have been raped, unlike the Asians, who... That's one in eight. Oh, okay. We're doing a lot of statistical stuff. Yeah, I'm lost, doggy. On average, I don't know. Is this racist? Ask the racehorse if this is racist. Is this racist? Hmm. Two clops for no. Oh, it's not racist. Okay. Yeah. It's mostly just sexist. Thank God. On average, there are 463,634 victims uh, aged 12 or older of rape and sexual assault each year in the United States. How, what is it? 463,634. So that's not one in every five seconds. No, I mean, it's like closer to one in every 50 seconds is what I'm finding. Okay. All right, we're doing good. Well, this, is what, this was my main point about the why I brought up the rape study thing. Is that when those two studies came out? In the abstract of those studies, they basically said that like the people who are most likely to take these surveys and like volunteer for them are going to be victims of sexual abuse who want to get their story out there and like help. You know what I mean? And then the real thing that was glaring about it, which was made me look into it and read the abstracts of those studies, is that the University of Kentucky did an independent study because those studies were over multiple universities, and the University of Kentucky did an independent study. Uh, I got one in 25, not one in five, one in 25, or it was one in 20, or something like that. Mm. And I go, there's no way the University of Kentucky is the least rapey college. That's impossible. No, it is. The University of Kentucky. Yeah, some good old boys. You got fucking, you got a good basketball team. They're, they're making the fucking, they're You're making bowl just, games every year. I'm just saying, I'm literally just saying, Mike, there's no way it's just the least rapey college. Like, just randomly, the University of Kentucky, ha- by 5x? I bet Harvard's the least rapey college. I bet it's uh, in the middle. No, honestly, you think the Harvard's least, in the middle? I, I'll tell you what the least rapey college definitely is, is 
it's going to be some sort of community college because the people don't interact with each other that much. They just go to school and go home. I don't think they count those. Those are colleges. Yeah. So, wait, they're saying that the one in five women on a community college campus have been raped? They said one in five women in universities get raped. Okay, yeah, that's not a that's not a college. All right, but even like all right, like so Baruch University is in New York City, but all all women's college. Baruch is not an all. Oh, it used college. to be. Yeah, okay. Oh, my bad. Uh not in our lifetime. Um but Baruch University is here in New York and I it's just most people that like live in the city that go there. Like the CUNYs, there's no way one in five women they're just not interacting with the people there. Those are universities. Hunter is a university. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like all these, like, colleges that are, like, local colleges that are four-year colleges. There's no way. They're, they're way less rapey than Harvard. I was thinking of Barnard, not the other one. Oh, bad. okay. I'm just saying, it's like, uh, for, like, there's no way, like, yeah, like, anything that's, like, a local school is that people commute to is going to be less rapey than Harvard. Anywhere where you're living a place where, again, I've said this before, we just need to lower the drinking age back to 18 because then we wouldn't need this like weird dorming system that people force themselves to do so they can go get hammered. If 18-year-olds could just go to bars, they wouldn't feel the need to go basically live in this weird sleepaway camp for four fucking years where they're getting- They don't getting live there fu- for four years. They live there for like two of those years. What do you mean? Dorms, like typically people move out of the dorms like by their junior year I'm just saying you're still living in that community. You're living in the community of this fucking weird away place instead of just going to school near your house because you can just go to bars and get laid. People are going to college parties in fucking houses and getting fucking hammered and binge drinking. That's why college binge drinking is worse in the United States than it is elsewhere because those people just become 18 and go to bars and try to fuck. But there's grown-ups there so they don't act a fool. Well, the racehorse agrees. There you go. Not even racist. We, we got how we got onto this is by talking about Asians. One in eight Asians. I don't believe it. What is a hate crime? Every time they get kicked out of Harvard. Mm. Is that a hate crime, racehorse? What? What? Then what is a hate crime? Is it a hate crime every time you ask for extra duck sauce? Every time you ask, no, like I'll put the hot sauce on. That is a hate crime. Like if you go, no, 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 I'll put, I'll put my own hot sauce on that chicken. Like when you get chicken wings from a Chinese restaurant, if you go, no, 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 <laughs> God damn it! I'm saying me. I'm not saying black people are doing this. I'm saying me. When I was a kid, I'd be like, no, 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 no. I don't trust you to put the hot sauce. I'll put. Mike, you've seen me order chicken from a Chinese restaurant. I. How many times do I reiterate I need extra hot sauce? Quite a few. Quite a few. I need extra hot sauce. I don't Ooh, th- racehorse. Is that racist? Good. Damn it. That's not... How is that racist that I need extra hot sauce? <laughs> oh, my God. Is it cultural appropriation? Shut the fuck up. All right? You just got out of rehab. Who are you to tell me? Oh, shush. The horse needs his horse. Look. <laughs> I just, I just don't think, I just don't think it's possible. And like, maybe it is. Look, maybe one in eight Asians have had somebody. I mean, somebody must have made it. I, I can imagine it made you uncomfortable, right? 
Like you see an Asian person that you're not like you don't really know and you're bullshit and you're like, ah, you don't eat bat, do you? <laughs> I'm not saying I did that. I didn't do that. I have Asian friends. Why would you give me two clubs? That's not even. Uh, you know I have Asian friends, racehorse. You know I do. You know it. Like, just go to my Facebook friends. There's a couple of. Oh, I went to an engineering high school, damn it. I mean, you're really, you're really trying to pull the I have Asian friends on the racehorse? That's. Yeesh. I get where he's coming from with that one. All right. It's true. I don't have any Asian friends. Fuck. <laughs> How does he know? <laughs> He's good. He knows. This is. I mean, there's a reason he's a prize-winning racehorse. He's an award-winning racehorse. Look, all I'm saying is I do think Asian hate is an issue. I think maybe it was an overblown issue that they're trying to... There's now an activist culture around it. And, you know, I'm not saying an active culture like some sort of virus. Oh, come on! That's not what I was saying. I'm saying I think there's an activist culture around the whole thing, and they're trying to, you know, those people all have jobs now and positions. Those people? They're not all Asian. I bet a lot of them are white women. Clop once for yes. Thank you. <laughs> I forgot how fun this was. <laughs> Just talking to our old friend, the racehorse? Yeah, yeah, sure. Good buddy, the Ralph is going to be so mad we've had a horse in the booth this long. I mean, look, he's been pretty, you know, especially now he's not on the heroin anymore. You know, the heroin will bind. Oh, Jesus Christ, you horse. <laughs> the heroin will bind you up, so he's not. Now he's shitting in there. Sorry, I didn't mean to assume your pronouns, racehorse. Um, so, all right, look, racehorse. I, do you think one in eight Asians have been hate crimed? That's two clops for uh, yes. No. That's two clops for no. Yeah, it's two clops for Two clops for no. Okay. Do you think one in seven Asians have been hate-crimed? Do you think one in six? One in five? One in four? One in three? One in two? One in one? All Asians have been hate crimes by being, by virtue of being Asian? <laughs> I think you're creating a victim class, racehorse. You're creating a weird victim class of people who out-earn everyone else. It's a strange place to be. And I'm interested in it. And I'm curious. Okay, and, quick question. Okay. Do you think everybody who said they didn't like Shang-Chi was committing an, an Asian hate crime? Do I? We talked. We broke down Shang Chi on the show, mm -hmm. and I said that Shang Chi was the most racist movie ever made. Because, God damn it! Okay, what about uh? Because right. of the racist origins of Fu Manchu, who was Shang Chi's dad in the original comic books. Uh, but what about uh? Like, all right, if they didn't like Aquafina's new show, she's racist for using a black scent. I remember. I think it counteracts all the racisms. I'm trying to figure this out. It's like a weird Venn diagram that we got to get in the middle of, Mike. I don't want to be racist. I like all the racists. They're all pretty good. <laughs> Not Albanians. 
See, even the racehorse agrees. <laughs> I'm just saying, I like all the races. They're pretty good. They all have different things that they offer, and they're interesting, and I like a multicultural melting pot. I actually, I'm not, I'm not somebody who wants to be, I like living in a city that has various races. And what I don't like is everybody trying to be like, we have it the worst. We all have it the worst. We live in the world. The world sucks because it's a simulation, and I hate it. Thank you, racehorse. Moving on. I think we got time for one more. You want to do one more? What do you want to talk about? Uh, I don't know. I mean, this this one you sent me is pretty interesting. Which one was it? The MS-13 thing. Oh, that girl. This I, I mostly wanted to be like, would you fuck her? Probably. Her name is Little Diabolita, and uh, she got four men murdered, and I couldn't really figure out why. Seems like she just didn't like them. So she convinced MS-13, because she's in MS-13, that they disrespected the gang by throwing up gang signs on social media. So she lured them in, and they got murdered. Pull up a picture, Mike. (laughs) Golly. Oh, you're killing me, Chris. You're fucking killing me. You had hay fever from the horse in there. (laughs) Maybe. Oh, golly. So, yeah. La Diabolita. Diabolita. And I think uh, uh, attractive enough, but... Oof. Really? Yeah. She's very Consuelo vibe. She's not super hot at all. Mm -mm. But it's a weird thing. Take that bitch. But it it just does does go to show how horny men are. (laughs) True. Because she's just 22, and she's kind of like a chunky girl. Not not particularly hot. Yeah, but a fat 22-year-old... You wouldn't throw her out of bed. You can get anal on the first night. Yeah, you. Yeah, you're not gonna throw her out of bed. You're not. You don't. You don't hate her. Uh, but like, it just goes to the self-loathing of the average man. She lured four men to their deaths because she was just like, "Hey, what are you doing?" What? And they showed up, and then she had them all murdered. Yeah. Uh, as they were being beaten, there were sprays of blood, and her ex-boyfriend said. She licked the blood off of her face. Oh, hot. Now yeah. I'm into her again. Yeah, dude. I read that and I was like, damn. Right. He testified to that in court. Because he must have been freaked the fuck out when she did it. Like, think about that. Like, you murder somebody for this girl, right? And then you watch her lick their... First of all, that's cheating. That's infidelity. <laughs> you might have gotten AIDS that way. You trying to give that to me? What the fuck is wrong with you? You wipe the blood off. You, I don't know. If you're BJ Penn, you lick the gloves, dog. It's pretty dope. Yeah, he's making a lot of money. She was just watching men die. Mm. Yeah, but maybe that's, you know, that's her thing. That is also clearly a uh, shaved unibrow. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. You the, can see the shadow of it. Yeah. you. Well, it, it's all about the angles. Like, just the fact that it's that straight down. Uh, but all the four, guys who got got? Yeah. All younger... Younger men. I mean, these guys, none of these guys look older than 16. Uh, yeah, some of them are, yeah, they're all like 17. Well, so that's basically, so when this happened, she was 17. So basically they're finding out about this now. And Oh, she convinced the gang members that these guys were like throwing up gang signs, mocking the gang, and that's yeah. what got them killed? Yes. And really, she just wanted to, apparently she just wanted to have a... A A blood orgy? Yeah, she just wanted to have some guys killed. 
Uh, he told you how she licked the blood off her lips. Hot. Still hot. I mean, honestly, this pick. Yeah, she's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wood. Yeah. For sure. For sure. The face is very fat. Is this her now? No, I think that's her after her first arrest for stealing Hostess cupcakes. <laughs> well, that explains how she got. Well, we're going to get murdered for this, by the way. Oh, Rotom. she testified against her. That's a, that, I think that might be her sister. This bitch testified against her? Yeah. Uh, okay. Associate Kylie Gomez. Damn, you got killed by a crew of girls. That must suck, man. Getting murdered by girls while you're dying must... Like, beaten, beaten to death by girls... Must be the worst feeling. Wait, it was all girls who carried out the attacks? No, her ex-boyfriend was there. But yeah, I mean, like, imagine, that. like, there's just, like, a bunch of girls beat you to death. Hmm. That would be the worst feeling. Because at what point do you get to start hitting them? Uh, to get hitting the girls? Like, you know how you're not supposed to hit a girl? When you're fearing for your life. I'm always fearing for my life around a woman. I'll be honest. Uh, <laughs> I mean, is she Jada? No, I mean, just in general, I feel like they're sharks in the water. You know what I mean? I don't trust. I, they're, chum in the, they're chum in the water themselves, you know, just in general. It's true. They're putting it out there. They're luring in predators, and they're trying to murder. You know what I mean? I just don't. I think women are all secret murderers. They all love those murder podcasts, at least the white ones. You're not wrong about that. Yeah, and uh, I don't like that at all. I don't like that. They, what, are they learning? what are they learning about? Uh, how to get away with it. Exactly. Except for that lady who we talked about last week. Well, no, she wrote a book on how to get away with it. You can't learn from your own writing. That's insane. That's true. That is a crazy thing to write a thing and be like, I learned something from this. Yeah, that's dumb. But you told me about a girl who, uh, uh, stabbed her boyfriend on OnlyFans. Uh, yeah, so it's this OnlyFans chick. Mm -hmm. Um, you can see, like, she, uh, apparently got into an argument with her boyfriend, took a pair of scissors, like, put it into his shoulder, right, and, like, hit an artery. That motherfucker bled out. She was... No, why did she do that? Apparently, they were like... There was like an altercation between the two of them. She claims it was self-defense. Okay. Uh, so she like nicked an artery, and he bled out, and... Uh, it's the petito defense. I think going forward, this will be called the petito defense. Yeah? Yeah. If you're any sort of influencer, and a dude comes at you, you can be like, I just remember that petito bitch, and then... So now I kill. Wouldn't it be the Brian Laundry defense? Because you'd be defending against the Brian Laundry? I guess. Yeah, I guess she didn't do that. Yeah. Mm. Can't, you can't fucking, you know, she's not the hero here. Mm. She's the victim. She might be the hero. No, she's the victim. <laughs> I mean, he's dead. We don't know how much of a piece of shit he is. I'm sure they're just showing pictures of him as like a collegiate athlete or something online. For all oh, we the, know, he hates Asians. The guy who's dead? Yeah. Mm. Let me see a picture of this chick. Let's see how guilty she is. Because uh, I'm pretty sure La Diabolita... She can't be that guilty. <laughs> that second picture. I mean, she looked pretty guilty in that first picture. <laughs> she didn't look that guilty in that second picture. Uh, I mean, you want to see a chick who is for sure, for sure not guilty. Yeah, let me say. Y'all got to feel me. Let me see this. In one sec. Because that Casey Anthony gif, remember when she smiles after finding out she's not guilty? We already all knew, but, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, she she didn't kill anybody. Yeah, she's good. Yeah. She's accused of killing that guy? Yes. No, she couldn't have done that. Yeah, she she did. What do you mean? Yeah, she she killed him. It must have been his fault. Right, that's the that's the conversation. So she's saying he was abusive. Mm -hmm. And uh and he I mean, it definitely first of all, let's put this out there. She might have been abusive because it definitely wasn't his idea to wear those matching outfits on the beach. 
You make a good point. I think that's a form of mental abuse. Yes. Making a man wear a matching outfit anywhere is a form of mental... I'll tell you this. My girlfriend asked me to go grocery shopping with her earlier, and I was like, ew, gay. What? Yeah, you don't go to the... We don't have a car. Yeah, that's why she needs two people to help carry the bags back. I'll just go get the stuff by myself and carry it like a man. But you were the one... You were like, oh, I'll go by myself? You yeah, just, I'll just didn't go... want to go with you? No, no, no. She was like going. I was like, will you come with me to the grocery store? I'm like, no. It's ridiculous. So you were going to make her take... carry all the bags back herself? Here's the thing. I'm just going to go to the... I have to get other things tomorrow. I'm going to go... The grocery store's on the corner. I'm just going to go back to the store tomorrow. And I'll... Like, here's the thing. She didn't actually need to get anything. She could have just been like, fucking uh, pick up these 20 things, and I would have just done it. Hmm. Tomorrow. You know what I mean? There was food in the house. By being like, let's go, and I want to like walk around and be like, oh, this looks tasty, and I'm like, bitch, you know it's in the grocery store. It's the same grocery store. So she just wanted to go browsing with you? I respect that. That's a fucking... You're a grocery store browser? Yeah, I love it. I did it yesterday. Who the fuck browses in a grocery store? Yo, I found Bottle Shirley Dimples. That's pretty tight. You don't need that. Alex likes them. I brought them home for her. They were a nice treat in the in the fridge when she got home you, from California. Yeah, you glance around and you maybe grab something for your girlfriend. I always do that. I get something that she wants. Mm, okay, now you're a browser. All right. Yeah, I don't want to browse. Oh, no, you're with... a glancer. Sorry. Yeah, I'm a glancer. Mm. I'm more of a glancer than a browser. I'll take a look around. I'll I'll see if there's things on sale that might be good for the house. I'm not really trying to fucking go as a two man team to the fucking supermarket. I love it. You can split up. You go to different aisles. You get different. What What does this have to do with a damn thing? I'm saying if my girlfriend tried to make me wear matching bathing suits <laughs> at spring break, I don't. I think that's self defense. If I kill her, that'd be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. You just check out this video. Okay. This is her after she stabbed him in okay. the shoulder. Okay. Right. Covered in his blood, she was like apparently pretty hot. She put this on OnlyFans. Dude, she got titties out. She got her fucking nipples out Damn, in she, this. They had to blur that. Dude, she put this on OnlyFans? No. This is on the news. Oh. She said... Uh, oh, only news? Boo. Only news. So she said she was going to jump off the balcony. She was, like, so depressed. And because of that, they Baker acted her, which means they brought her to, like, a mental facility for 72 hours. But she's totally free, not Oh, look, charged. she's trying to suck that cop's dick she's to get out of there. 100% trying to suck this cop's dick. And she's handcuffed. Damn. Also, there's a cat walking around? It's kind of hot. It's a dog. Yeah. Oh, no, she's kissing her dog. She's kissing her dog while covered in her boyfriend's blood. I mean, definitely not guilty. (laughs) Yeah, she's not guilty. I mean, maybe he made them wear matching outfits, and that's why she got so mad. Yeah, she's a good girl. I take Um, back all that stuff I said about the one in eight women before. (laughs) So she, um, so over the weekend, right? So she's like, she, she, you know, she stabs this dude, kills him as her boyfriend. She loves him the whole nine. Um, she uh she doesn't get charged with anything. Mm-hmm. Then she's in the fucking ho- lobby of a hotel just sipping bevies, right? Just like hanging out with her dad, getting drinks. Nice. And some chick runs up on her and is like, Tupac f- is also her dad? Maybe. She's like, yo, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, I thought you were all heartbroken and fucked up because you just killed your boyfriend. Like, you look fine. And she just like gets up and starts running away. Like, she just ran away because she didn't want to be filmed. A rando did that? A rando just filmed her. Like, what the fuck are you doing? A rando snitch just out in the streets? What are you talking about? You see somebody who you... This chick is all over your fucking For You page, right? Because she murdered somebody. 
And then you see her just out at the bar getting Bev's like, oh, yeah, it's lit. Bevin. Eh, I miss my boyfriend, but whatever. I need a new one. Still got to make OnlyFans content. Eh. That's her job. True. She's an influencer. She's going to influence me to jerk my penis later because she's hot. Her and the other one. I'm going to picture them scissoring in prison together. Makes sense. Yeah, that'd be good. I mean, definitely the MS-13 bitch getting the top. Like, Oh, she yeah. She's getting the bottom bunk. She's the one who walked in and was like, you sit down when you pee. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> All right. That's another one in the books. Mike, you got anything you got to plug? Uh, just check out Stick and Portly every Monday after Legion of Skanks. Myself and Alex Carlotto recapping uh, episodes of Rick and Morty. What's the newest one you're doing? Uh, this one we're doing is uh, season three, I believe it's episode five, the uh, Whirly Durly Conspiracy. That's a great episode. It's a of... fucking banger of an episode. That's the one I didn't think was that great when it came out, and then I went back and rewatched it, and it's so goddamn good. Uh-huh. I love a Rick and Morty episode. All right, and at the M Harrington on at Instagram. At the M Harrington on Instagram, All right. Twitter, the whole nine. I'm Come Chris. to a show, Brooklyn Comedy Club. All right, I'm Chris from BKLYN, Twitter and Instagram. And uh, I think I'm featuring for Justin Silver on June 14th in Fairfield Comedy Club. And also, at some point in the Lower East Side, uh, Old Man Hustle location, correct? As soon as fucking Justin is no longer on crutches, yeah. Oh, because he can't get up on that stage, huh? Yeah. Uh, show me the way to the next whiskey bar Oh, don't ask why Oh, don't ask why Show me the way to the next whiskey bar Oh, don't ask why Oh, don't ask why For if we don't find the next whiskey bar I tell you we must die I tell you we must die I tell you, I tell you, I tell you we must die I tell you, I tell you